If you wish to attract higher levels of good health, personal and interpersonal relationships, and a deeper connection with spirit, you've tuned in at the right time and to the right place. This is Awakened Hearts with Rebecca and Boyd Campbell. In our program, we'll provide intuitive readings, insight, and guidance to help you connect with spirit and experience more from life. Now, here are your hosts, Rebecca and Boyd Campbell. Welcome, everyone. We are thrilled that you have joined us here today. We are your hosts, Rebecca Campbell and Boyd Campbell, and you are listening to Awakened Hearts on the 7th Wave channel of Voice America Talk Radio. You can contact us by email, hello at sundrahealing.com, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, connect with us on LinkedIn, add us on Google+, and of course, visit our website, sundrahealing.com. We have Gary Renard with us today, and Gary underwent a powerful spiritual awakening in the early 1990s, as instructed by two ascended masters who appeared to him in the flesh. He wrote his first best-selling book, The Disappearance of the Universe. That took about nine years to complete that book, and uh, later he was guided to start speaking in public. He's recently been described as one of the most interesting and courageous spiritual speakers in the world. He has a second book, Your Immortal Reality, which is also a bestseller. He speaks all over the world. He speaks at the International A Course in Miracles conferences in Salt Lake City and San Francisco. And most recently, uh, he is the most recent recipient of the Infinity Foundation Spirit Award as someone who has made a meaningful contribution to personal and spiritual growth. Impressive. Welcome. Welcome, Gary. Oh, it's a pleasure uh, to be with you. And uh, it's going to be a really interesting show because we're going to uh, you know, talk about a state of mind that I think all of us would like to have all the time, although it's something that is gradually achieved, and uh, we're going to call it the happy dream, which is actually a term that comes from A Course in Miracles, which we'll be talking to, because that's the uh, subject that my teachers in my books uh, have taught to me right from the beginning, and it includes universal spiritual themes, which I think we can all relate to, but at the same time, it's also very radical and very interesting. And despite the fact that it's radical, it's also uh, completely logical. So I think it's a very interesting thing uh, to talk about. Mm, Absolutely. We've been really looking forward to it. Yes, we have. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Gary, in your books, you describe the difference between the self-help movement and real spirituality. What is that difference? Uh, Sure. Uh, First of all, you know, let me say that I certainly... Uh, don't have anything against the self-help movement. In fact, I've used uh, the self-help movement successfully uh, in my life, and I'm not a hypocrite, so I'm certainly uh, not going to put it down. I just want to make a distinction between kind of like making things happen in your life, which is pretty much what the self-help movement is about. Basically, it's about getting what you want. But I do think that that is based on a false... Uh, premise, because the false uh, premise is that if you get what you want, that will make you happy. And unfortunately, history has shown us that that's not really true. Uh, You might be happy for two days when you get what you want, and then you want something else. 
it's uh, kind of like a carrot and a stick. You know, it's it's kind of like attracting things to you that are outside of you, uh, making your life work, uh, manipulating the level of form, and all that. And uh, you can't blame people for wanting to have a nice, happy, comfortable life. But at the same time, it's a temporary phenomenon. Everything uh, in this world of time and space is temporary, fleeting, transitory. It's always in a state of shift and change. And really the only thing that you can depend on in this world is that it's going to change. It's not going to be the same uh, five minutes from now that it is right now. So uh, what we're trying to do is we're trying to achieve... Uh, happiness and abundance and peace of mind in the wrong place. We're trying to achieve it out there on the screen that we call our lives, which is very much like a movie. Uh, it's a projection. It's something that is coming from a projector that is hidden, just like in a movie theater. And that projector is hidden in the unconscious mind. And if you really want to achieve a state of abundance, the place to achieve it is where the projector is, which is in the mind, rather than in the illusion that is the movie that we call the world. So you have uh, something that is impermanent, as the Buddhists would put it, that is always in a state of shift and change. Uh, then you have something that is permanent that you can achieve that will not always shift and change. And the difference uh, is that fundamentally reality that we are trying to attain is something that is a constant. It's something that is not something that will shift or change or uh, be undependable, where the world that we're witnessing is something that is always in a shift and change, and thus, by definition, it is undependable. So uh, the difference between the self-help movement and spirituality, real spirituality, I think, is that the self-help movement is based on changing things in an illusory world. And uh, real spirituality is about attaining the ability to be happy and peaceful and abundant, regardless of what happens in the world, uh, regardless mm -hmm. of the circumstances, regardless of whether or not things are going your way or not, regardless of whether or not you're getting what you want. And that's an entirely different story, because that's something that is not dependent on outside circumstances. And if you could be happy and peaceful and uh, strong, regardless of what's happening, then that is real power. Uh, that is real strength. It's the difference between uh, building your house upon the rock, uh, which is dependable, or building your house upon the shifting sands of this world, the sands of time, if you will, which are always in a state of being undependable. And the ironic thing about that is that you can still have the illusion, too. You know, you can still have your life. You don't have to give up anything. Uh, Course in Miracles, which is my chosen spiritual path, is not something that asks you to sacrifice or suffer or to give up anything, uh, just the opposite. Uh, it's about the end of sacrifice and suffering. And all it asks you to do is just look at things differently. And by looking at things differently and ultimately looking at them through a certain kind of forgiveness that we're going to get into, by doing that, you undergo a process of undoing 
unreality. It's kind of like you're undoing the false you, which we'll call the ego. And instead, as you undo that, beginning to experience the real you, which is a constant. It's something that is immortal, uh, invulnerable, uh, something that can't be threatened by anything in this world, something that can't even be touched by anything in this world. It's something that would be fearless. And that is the nature of the true you, the real you, which, of course, miracles would call spirit. But uh, this is not a spirit that is a partial attribute. This is something that's not part of it. It's all of it, uh, perfect oneness, which is exactly the same as your source. So it's really about making a choice between uh, two things. One of them real, one of them unreal, and actually changing your experience of life to something that is uh, really the topic of our discussion today, the happy dream, which we'll also get into. But that is a state of mind that is achieved uh, by looking at things differently, by looking at them with uh, the Holy Spirit, if you will, instead of the ego. And uh, one of the biggest differences between them is that the ego is based on separation. It's based on uh, things that are temporary, uh, finite, always have a beginning and an ending, an edge to them, uh, something that has a shape or a form. In fact, everything that we see in this world is based on separation because it's not whole. But the Holy Spirit, on the other hand, thinks in terms of oneness. Uh, the Holy Spirit thinks in terms of wholeness. Uh, nothing is really separate from anything else. There's really just one of us, even though... Uh, in the illusory state, there may appear to be over 7 billion of us right now. That's what the Hindus would call uh, the world of multiplicity, where it's the one appearing as many. So, in a way, you could say that there's just one ego appearing as many. And the fact that there are so many is part of the illusion. The truth is always oneness. But that oneness is being kind of like hidden or, or covered up by the ego, which is based on the idea of separation. And whichever one you choose in your mind on a uh, continuous basis will be the one that you experience, uh, the one that you believe in, the one that you invest the power of your belief in will be the one that you ultimately experience. So uh, this is a process that doesn't happen overnight, but it is certainly uh, possible to glimpse the outcome and to have experiences of the outcome uh, at first, you know, intermittently, but eventually uh, the real experience of your perfect oneness with your source will become your permanent experience. And uh, that's something that can take a long time, but it doesn't take a long time to begin to be more peaceful and happy and inspired. In fact, uh, the word inspired uh, comes from the words in spirit. Uh, the more you choose spirit in your mind, the more you experience it, which is why A Course in Miracles says that mind is the activating agent of spirit. You actually experience spirit by choosing it with your mind. And uh, it's kind of like a form of a mental discipline where eventually you get used to almost automatically choosing the truth about everything instead of the uh, falsehood that is being presented to us through the device of separation, 
which the ego uses in order to you know, kind of like suck us into believing the whole thing. And if you believe it, you're making it real in your mind. And if you're making it real in your mind, it will affect you. It's like uh, whatever you invest your belief in, that's what affects you. That's what determines your experience. So if you're putting your belief in this world, then you're practically giving the world the power to uh, hurt you and to mm-hmm. affect you. But if you withdraw that belief from the world and put it in the right place, which uh, ultimately is God, which is why A Course in Miracles says, be vigilant only for God and his kingdom. By putting your belief in the right place, that is what will affect you. And you can begin to experience your perfect oneness with your source and thus get to a point where the world literally cannot affect you. But that is a very advanced place. It does take some work uh, to do that. I wish we could just, you know, wish it happened and have it happen in one day, but it's actually a process. Yeah. It'd be nice to have that magic wand and just wave it, and there it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it does take some work to get there. I know uh, most of us want to skip to the end, but uh, yeah, in a way it's a good thing, because uh, being spirit is a higher life form than being human. It's kind of like a, you know, a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. You know, a caterpillar doesn't become a butterfly overnight. It goes through a cocoon process, and it really has to because it's literally uh, undergoing a metamorphosis where it becomes this higher, freer, less restricted uh, life form than it was. And that's something that you have to be prepared for. Mm. And it's the same, uh, you know, with becoming spirit. It really is more fun to be a butterfly than it is to be a caterpillar. And it really is more fun to be spirit than to be a body. But that is something that you have to be prepared for because you are literally graduating to a higher life form, except ultimately uh, this life form has no form because it is beyond form. Uh, You can think of it as as what we're seeing as being uh, not just an illusion. I think A Course in Miracles has done a very good job of kind of like refining that very old idea that the world is an illusion, to the idea that this is actually a dream that we will awaken from. And it's that awakening that is enlightenment. It's uh, what Buddha was talking about when he said, I am awake. You know, today, because of uh, the self-help movement, a lot of people think that when Buddha said, I am awake, you know, he meant that he was amazingly alert and ready to manifest like hell. And... uh, That's not what he meant at all. What he meant was that he realized that he had awakened from the dream, and because of that, he was no longer a figure in the dream. He was actually the maker of the entire dream, and the dream was coming from him. And if there's one thing that great masters like Buddha and Jesus realized, was that the world was not being done to them. Uh, it was being done from them. It was actually coming from them. Uh, if the world is, like, coming at you, then that puts you in a uh, defensive state of mind. You have to react to it. But what if the world is not being done to you? What if you're not a victim? What if uh, the world is actually coming from you, and you're the one hmm. 
who is doing it, well, yeah. that changes everything. Oh, yeah. uh, for example, now forgiveness is justified because you can forgive people not because they've really done something. You can forgive them because they haven't really done anything because you're the one who made them up in the first place. So it's uh, almost an exact opposite way of looking at things than what the ego would have you do, which is make the whole thing real. And if you make it real, then it will affect you. And it can make you upset. You know, it's like I, I counsel people that, you know, if they're upset or if they're worried about something, they must be making it real because if they weren't making it real, they wouldn't be upset. So it's kind of like a, a different way of experiencing the world, but ultimately it's a happier way and a better way to experience it. And it leads to what A Course in Miracles calls the happy dream. And uh, I just want to explain briefly that A Course in Miracles, even though uh, Jesus is the voice of A Course in Miracles, uh, this is not the religious figure that we were brought up with. Uh, this is more what he was really like 2,000 years ago. This is the happy Jesus. You know, this is not the suffering, sacrificial, uh, religious icon that we've been given. Uh, the voice mm. of the Course in Miracles is a voice that talks about happiness. Uh, the Course talks about the happy dream. It talks about being a happy learner. Uh, one of the ten characteristics of a teacher of God in the Course is joy. Uh, this is a happy form of spirituality, which is one of the reasons uh, that I love it and that I've you know, been doing it uh, every day for the last uh, 24 years or so, is because it is a happy form of spirituality. And uh, what it leads to is uh, happiness and peace of mind, which is a great place to be. I mean, I used to think at first, well, you know, peace, big deal. What's that going to get me? But uh, as you go along, you realize, as the Course says, a tranquil mind is not a little gift. Uh, it's a very important gift because at first we don't understand the magnitude of the mind and the power of the mind. But as you undo the ego, and the Course literally says salvation is undoing, and that's a brilliant approach because if you could really do that, if you could undo the fault you, which is the ego, and complete that job, which is a big job, but if you actually did it, then eventually the real you would be all that's left. And you don't have to do anything about the real you. The real you is already perfect. Uh, the real you is already exactly the same as your source, exactly the same as God, and you don't have to improve on it and you don't have to earn it. Uh, the kingdom of heaven is something that was given to you as a gift by God. You know, if somebody gives you a birthday present, you don't have to earn it. You know, it's a gift. So all that we really have to do is awaken to it. And uh, the way that you awaken to it is by undoing the part of you that is covering it over, the false you that is kind of like acting as a veil between uh, you and reality. You know, there, there's a truth that is just beyond the veil of this world that we are looking at uh, through the device of separation that was given to us by the ego. And that reality is a permanent reality that can never change, and it never will change. It's constant. Uh, the truth was the truth uh, 2,000 years ago, and the truth is God, and God is love, 
and the truth is the truth today, and the truth will still be the truth uh, 2,000 years from now, and the truth is not subject to our interpretation. Uh, it's not something that is going to shift or change or cares what we think about it. Uh, the truth is something that we have to awaken to, and it's always going to be there, and it's always going to be a constant. I think the real question that people uh, have to ask themselves is how long do they want to prolong their suffering? Uh, how long do they want to keep investing their belief in, in uh, everything that goes with it in something that is not true instead of something that is true? And the delicious irony is that if you do that, actually invest your belief in what is true, then even your illusory life, uh, this life that we think that we're living, uh, this temporary existence, will be a better one, and it can be a happier one, and you can be led to abundance by the Holy Spirit. Uh, the only difference is that when you are inspired by the Holy Spirit, then you are led to what is best for everybody, because once again, the Holy Spirit... Uh, thinks in terms of oneness. You know, the Holy Spirit thinks in terms of wholeness. So when you get this inspiration, uh, which usually will come into your mind uh, in the form of ideas, uh, inspired ideas that can lead you to wonderful things, those wonderful things that you are led to may not fit your pictures. Because, you know, we all have our own idea about what our life is supposed to go like, you know, what it's supposed to look like. Uh, I've found that that very seldom happens. <laughs> Usually, it's like that old joke, you know, if, if you want to give God a, a good laugh, just tell him what your plans are. You know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, what's going to happen to you uh, will not always fit your pictures of what you think should happen. And uh, that can be a good thing with the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit can lead you, yeah, maybe not to what is just best for you. But if you're led to what is best for everyone then it will be a good thing, because if it's good for everybody, well, it's also good for you. And uh, when that happens, you'll find that it's a good thing, and that it may make you surprisingly happy, and that it will lead you to abundance, because as you undo the idea of separation, you're returning to wholeness, and uh, wholeness and oneness is a place of complete abundance. Uh, there's no scarcity in perfect oneness. It's impossible. And, uh, you know, it's also very important because I have met billionaires, uh, especially since I moved out here to California. You know, I've met billionaires that are still coming from a place of scarcity. You can tell that they're still uh, getting that feeling that something is missing. Mm -hmm. And most people feel that way, and they're right. Uh, something is missing, but they don't know what it is which is why A Course in Miracles says that a sense of separation from God is the only lack you really need correct. You know, if you could correct that one real lack, that sense of separation from your source, then you would never feel lack. You would always feel abundant. You would always feel like you were uh, being taken care of. And it wouldn't matter if you had $5 in your pocket or $5 million. Uh, it wouldn't make any difference because you would be coming from a place of abundance instead of looking for it, which is uh, like mm. love. You'll, you'll see that uh, my teachers in my books, they said, Gary, you know, you don't have to go looking for love if that's where you're coming from. You know, what if you could just be love? 
you know, and what if it didn't matter if people loved you or not? You know, why don't you just forget about that and love them? You know, it's so simple. And, wow, uh, very powerful. Gary, you know, we need to go to a break. Can we pause here and uh, pick up on the other side of two minutes? Sure, that sounds great. Perfect. Okay, listeners, we'll see you back here in two minutes. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience to create a powerful and effective modality of healing. Each session is unique, tailored to your individual needs, and can be done in person or from any distance. Are you searching for your purpose, soul path, soulmate, or healing for mind, body, and spirit? Are you seeking relief from anxiety, depression, chronic illness, fatigue, or codependency? Book a healing session or receive a free email consultation today. Visit the services page at sundrahealing.com. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience and their twin flame connection to create powerful, transformational journeys through their classes, workshops, special events, and retreats. Join Rebecca and Boyd on your journey to deepen your connection with spirit and access divine intelligence. This allows healing, creates miracles, and manifests a life of joy and abundance in alignment with your highest good. Visit the classes page of sunderhealing.com and register today. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You are listening to Awakened Hearts. To call in and connect to Rebecca and Boyd Campbell on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to hello at sundrahealing.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. We are speaking with Gary Renard today, and we're talking about the happy dream as it is described in A Course of Miracles. Yeah, and I would, I would love to hear, Gary, how um, you were introduced um, into uh, The Course of Miracles. Sure. Um, <laughs> it's uh, you know, quite a story. I remember it was the very end of 1992, and at that time I was living in Maine, and I was in a very rural, very quiet area. There were more deer than there were people. And uh, it was uh, Christmas week, and I was meditating. I meditated a lot back in those days, maybe an hour and a half a day. And I opened my eyes, and there were two people sitting on my living room couch. Now, since then, I've learned a lot more about what they are and, and what they represent. And, uh, but at that time, I, they just looked like real people. And uh, they started talking to me, and, and my first uh, thought was, okay, I've been meditating too much, or <laughs> there's something <laughs> very strange going on here. And uh, it was a pretty short visit, and there was this absolutely beautiful-looking woman sitting there, and, uh, you know, some guy, I didn't look at him too much. And uh, they started talking to me, and the things that they were saying right from the beginning were very interesting. Uh, I had been on a spiritual path at that time for about 15 years, but 
uh, I was still in that place which we were just talking about a few minutes ago where I, I still felt something was missing. And uh, there were a lot of uh, problems that I couldn't seem to fix. And uh, there was a lot of conflict in my life. And I think that what led to this series of appearances that are described uh, in The Disappearance of the Universe is that I made a decision, which you can see right at the beginning. Uh, I decided that I wanted to remove conflict from my life. Now, uh, that was a pretty big decision, and that's a pretty tall order, and I had no idea what a big job that would be. But they came, I think, to show me the way to do that, and they did. And uh, what happened was they appeared to me a period of, oh, I think, 17 times over nine years. And uh, they gave me this uh, linear presentation of A Course in Miracles. They presented it to me in such a way that I could understand it. I had never heard of A Course in Miracles before that. And you can see that they told me at the end of the second visit that I was going to start studying this thing called A Course in Miracles. So uh, my attitude was, hey, nobody's going to tell me what to do, right? Mm -hmm. But there I was three days later, you know, buying my first copy of A Course in Miracles. And I picked it up, and I looked at it, and I started to read it, and it was like, what the hell is this? I mean, it made absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. Mm. And uh, I don't think it would have if it wasn't for my teachers. I don't think I ever could have understood it. But what they did was they explained it to me in such a way over a long period of time that I could not only get it, but much more importantly, that I could apply it uh, to my life. And uh, I must say that it doesn't really matter how much you know about spirituality. That's not really going to get you anywhere. What really matters about spirituality is if you apply it, you know, if you use it, if, if you take it and apply it to the everyday events, uh, even the ones you see on television, and the situations that you find yourself in in your life, and uh, especially the relationships that you have in your life. If you take what you know and apply it to all of that, then you're going to get somewhere. You will achieve light years in your spiritual advancement. But if you don't really apply it to everything, then it just becomes a theory. And it's not something that's really going to get you anywhere, which is why, uh, coming back to the Course, it says salvation is undoing. There's a uh, kind of application, a kind of what uh, the Course would call true forgiveness, a way of looking at things that actually undoes the ego and uh, gets you somewhere, and that somewhere is a different experience of life, an experience that is based on wholeness and oneness instead of separation. So uh, my teachers, uh, Arden and Persa are their names, and they're really the teachers in the Course, and I'm the student, and uh, our conversations are pretty uh, down-to-earth, and uh, I use uh, you know, the kind of colorful street language that I was brought up with in the uh, Boston area. And uh, you know, I kind of like uh, use this humor. If I get nervous, I use uh, this kind of like smart-ass humor. And uh, they just spoke to me in my own language, and sometimes they gave it back to me. But they were doing that for my own benefit. They spoke to me in a way that I could accept and understand and after a while, to me, I just thought of them as being my friends. 
And then eventually, as the years went on, uh, they explained to me that what they really are is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit literally uh, has to take on some kind of a form in order to communicate with us. Uh, If it didn't, we'd never be able to hear it, and we'd be stuck here forever. So the Course says about the Holy Spirit that His is the voice for God and is therefore taken form. Uh, This form is not His reality. In other words, the Holy Spirit's reality will always be spirit. But the Holy Spirit takes on a form in order to communicate with us, and that can show up in many different ways. It's not going to be the same way for everyone, but for most of us, most of the time, the Holy Spirit is going to show up in the form of an idea that comes into our mind. And uh, that idea will be based on wholeness and oneness and forgiveness and love and compassion. And it will guide us even to better ways to forgive what's happening right in front of our face. And a fundamental tenet of that will be that what we're seeing is not true. That what we're seeing is a dream. And uh, this dream is something that we'll be awakened to. And when we awaken from it, rather, it will be to a place that we never truly left. So A Course in Miracles says you are at home in God, uh, dreaming of exile, but perfectly capable of awakening to reality. So you could think of it this way, like uh, if you had a three-year-old daughter and she was in bed at night and she was dreaming, right, and you peek in on her, uh, you can see that she's not comfortable, that she's tossing, she's turning, she's not having a happy dream. Now, you can't see her dream. And you can't see your dream because the dream is in her mind, and her mind appears to be separate, even though it's not. And uh, what you do is, rather than addressing the dream, you know, maybe you'll speak to her. Maybe you'll uh, whisper to her, and you'll say things to her like, hey, you know, it's only a dream. You don't have to worry. Uh, what you're seeing is not true. Mm-hmm. And a very interesting thing happens. Uh, it's actually possible that she will start to hear your voice in her dream because the truth can be heard in the dream, even by someone who is asleep. Uh, The truth can be heard in the dream. The truth is not actually in the dream, but the truth can be heard in the dream, and that can actually change uh, the nature of your child's dream. She hears your voice in the dream and starts listening to the right voice instead of the wrong voice. Uh, The wrong voice is saying that the dream is real, that it's true, and that it's a problem. And uh, these people are are something that you've got to take care of, and and it makes the whole thing real and upsetting. And all of a sudden, there's this other voice. And the other voice is saying, hey, there's nothing to worry about. I'm here with you, and I'm going to stay with you, and I'm going to take you home, and everything's going to be okay. And uh, when your little girl hears the right voice, your voice in the dream, uh, she starts to relax, and she stops tossing and turning, and she becomes more calm and peaceful, and she realizes, you know, hey, maybe all these things that I was concerned about and so worried about, maybe they're not such a big deal after all. Maybe there's something bigger. Maybe there's a bigger reality that I can awaken to. And what happens is, is that eventually the time is going to come when your daughter is peaceful enough to wake up without fear. 
And then when she wakes up, she's surprised to find out that she never left the bed. She was there the whole time. You know, it's not that the bed wasn't there. It was just out of her awareness. And that's why A Course in Miracles talks about removing the blocks to the awareness of love's presence, which is your natural inheritance. Uh, I think it should be emphasized that A Course in Miracles is a very big teaching. Uh, a lot of its teachers, you know, they don't make it very big, but uh, the Course is a very big teaching, and in the Course, your natural inheritance is nothing less than the Kingdom of Heaven. And it's not that the Kingdom of Heaven isn't here now. It's just that it's out of our awareness. You know, it's been blocked. And, uh, you know, you can see something uh, very similar if you go back 2,000 years of the Gospel of Thomas. Uh, the disciples went up to Jesus, and they said, When will the kingdom come? And he said, Well, uh, it will not come by watching for it. You know, it will not be said, Behold here or behold there. Rather, the kingdom of the Father is spread out upon the earth, and people do not see it. Well, the reason that they don't see it is because it's out of their awareness, and the way to become aware of it is by removing those blocks, by undoing the ego. And the more that you do that, the more you become aware of the truth, the more you become aware of your true nature and your true reality. And you can actually experience that, even while you appear to be here, you know, living a normal life. And, you know, I emphasize to, to people, hey, you know, don't forget how to be normal. <laughs> you know, it's okay to have a normal life. It's okay to be happy, be successful. Uh, you don't have to give up money or sex or possessions or your goals or any of that. Uh, the only difference is that as you're going along, uh, you're going to be better at those things because, first of all, you're going to be guided by the Holy Spirit instead of the ego. And the next thing is your experience of life is going to be better. Uh, as you undo the ego, and then by definition, you have less guilt in your mind. Uh, there's an a deep ontological guilt in the mind that people don't know about that can be traced uh, all the way back to the original idea of being separate from God, being separate from your source. And uh, what you do when you practice the kind of forgiveness that is taught in the Course is that the Holy Spirit is actually performing a healing uh, in your mind and removing this you know, kind of like garbage that's hidden in the mind that you can't see. But the Holy Spirit can see everything. So uh, there's kind of like a friendly uh, and very rewarding deal that you're making with the Holy Spirit, and that is that if you do your job, which is simply to forgive uh, whatever comes up in front of your face on any given day, which is your only responsibility in this whole thing that we appear to be uh, kind of like trapped in that we call the world, if you just do your job of forgiveness, the Holy Spirit will take care of the rest. You know, the Holy Spirit will take care of everything because the Holy Spirit can see everything. And the Holy Spirit will perform a healing where it's needed. And every time you do your job of forgiveness, there is always some kind of a healing that is going on, whether you can see it or not. And after a while, you start to trust that because you can feel it. You know, you can actually feel your experience of life starting to change. Maybe your body will start to feel lighter. Uh, maybe it will start to feel more like the figure in a dream that it really is instead of this thing you have to carry around. Maybe uh, it will start to be more elastic. Maybe it will be more difficult to hurt it. 
maybe you'll get in uh, an accident and you'll hurt yourself, and it doesn't hurt. And you'll think, wow, that's strange. <laughs> you know, that should hurt. <laughs> and it doesn't. And you'll get into all these psychological situations, uh, things that used to bother you. Maybe, you know, somebody comes into the room who you can't stand, and they used to always push your buttons and make you feel uncomfortable. And then one day they come into the room, and they have no effect on you. And you'll think, wow, that, that's odd. I mean, yeah, I, I never liked that person, and I, I never felt peaceful when that person was around. And now they're not affecting me, and I feel peaceful. Uh, they're kind of like subtle shifts that happen as you go along that, that uh, you can see, you know, I'm starting to wake up. And as you start to wake up, your experience becomes more that this is a dream, uh, almost like a lucid dream. Uh, you know, I've had many dreams in bed at night that were so real that when I woke up, I was actually surprised that they weren't real. Because uh, for all intents and purposes, when you're in a dream, that dream is your reality. It is what you're experiencing. And even your dreams at night, you can react to them as though they're real and uh, become upset and uh, react to them. And uh, it's no different with this dream. And it's possible, as you begin to awaken from this dream, that you'll get to the point where it can't hurt you, where it can't affect you as much as it used to. You become more and more peaceful. And eventually, uh, that leads to a state of fearlessness. And uh, that fearlessness, at first, will be kind of like something that comes and goes. You know, Sometimes you'll be fearless, sometimes you won't be. But eventually, as you go along in the process, uh, the real you, the Holy Spirit, is taking over the mind and dominating the mind instead of the ego. And so you become more and more fearless. And uh, you'll get to the point at the end where you're n no different than uh, great masters like Buddha or Jesus. You know, Jesus says in the Course, uh, there's nothing about me that you cannot attain. And so he's not really presenting himself as being any different than anybody else. He's just saying... Uh, yeah, there may be a difference between us in time, but time is not real. Time does not exist. And the truth is that you will be like me because you are like me. Everyone is going to attain uh, the same level of mastery as people like Jesus and Buddha. Uh, it's just a matter of time, and time is an illusion. So uh, mm. we're all going to the same place, and we're all going to end Gary. up in the same place. Yeah. Well, that's encouraging, <laughs> I think, for yeah. everybody. I hate to interrupt you, but we do have to go to another break. So sure. uh, we'll do that now. I wanted to mention to our listeners, locally here in Leduc, Alberta, Canada, our events that are coming up uh, December 3rd, we have a Yusui Reiki Level 1 class. On December 10th, we have Yusui Reiki Level 2 and we also have our Reiki share that is free for anybody to come and attend. And on December 17th, we have our class uh, Learning to See and Feel Auras. Uh, so we will take a two-minute break and we'll see everybody back here. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 
Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience and their twin flame connection to create powerful, transformational journeys through their classes, workshops, special events, and retreats. Join Rebecca and Boyd on your journey to deepen your connection with spirit and access divine intelligence. This allows healing, creates miracles, and manifests a life of joy and abundance in alignment with your highest good. Visit the classes page of sunderhealing.com and register today. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience to create a powerful and effective modality of healing. Each session is unique, tailored to your individual needs, and can be done in person or from any distance. Are you searching for your purpose, soul path, soulmate, or healing for mind, body, and spirit? Are you seeking relief from anxiety, depression, chronic illness, fatigue, or codependency? Book a healing session or receive a free email consultation today. Visit the services page at sundrahealing.com. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Awakened Hearts. To call in and connect to Rebecca and Boyd Campbell on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to hello at sundrahealing.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. We have been speaking with Gary Renard and... We're talking today about the happy dream as it is described in A Course in Miracles. And Gary, I'd love if you could talk about this technique that uh, you had mentioned that can be done by anyone. And if we apply it to our everyday circumstances, we can experience the happy dream. Uh, absolutely. So uh, to review briefly, the happy dream is a place where you're totally peaceful and you're starting to experience the real you. And, and I mentioned that A Course in Miracles is a very big teaching when it starts off by saying nothing real can be threatened. It's talking about the real you. It's talking about something that ultimately is nothing less than God, exactly the same as your source. And some people may say, well, you know, that sounds arrogant uh, to say that you're the same as God. But that's not really true. What is arrogant is to think that you can be separate from God, to think that you can be separate from your source. That's the arrogance of the ego. So the happy dream is actually experiencing your reality and awakening from the false dream of separation. And the basic approach of the Course in Miracles is a certain kind of forgiveness, but this is not forgiveness the way that the world traditionally uh, thinks about it. In fact, it's almost the opposite of the way that the world traditionally thinks about it, because all the wisdom of the ages and the so-called wisdom of the world is based on the world being real. So if you forgive something, you're forgiving somebody because they really did it. Uh, the problem with that approach is that when you do that, you make it real in your mind. You're giving it the power of belief, and by so doing, you are actually keeping it stuck in your mind. You're keeping it in place in a place of separation and reality that is not true reality. So the kind of forgiveness that we're talking about is a kind of forgiveness that does not make it real, that does not make it true. 
And what you're doing is you're taking your belief back from the world and putting it in a different place. And that different place is uh, the spirit of oneness, which is the same as God. So the basic steps when you do that, you know, and this can be applied uh, to any situation, any event that happens, something you see on TV, uh, you're out driving, uh, somebody cuts you off in traffic, uh, anything that disturbs your peace of mind, you know, somebody wins the election that you don't like, uh, anything that happens, you know, in front of your face that makes you the slightest bit uncomfortable, well, you know that that's the red flag that is telling you it's time to apply forgiveness. And uh, if you're feeling the slightest bit upset, it must be because you're making it real. Because as we said earlier, if you weren't making it real, you wouldn't be upset. So the very first step, and maybe the most important, because you can't do the others without doing the first one, and it's really something that you have to get used to, is you have to stop thinking with the ego. Uh, For example, you know, if I'm out on the freeway here in L.A., and some guy cuts me off in traffic, right there, I have a choice. You know, I can react with the ego. You know, we all know the cars bring out the best in men. Uh, I can react (laughs) with the ego, and I can give the guy the finger and, uh, you know, just stay with the ego. And that can have all kinds of consequences, by the way. You know, because what if he has a gun? You know, I could be dead. Uh, Forgiveness can be very practical. You know, uh, you don't forgive, you're dead. You forgive, and you're alive. You know, that's a pretty practical outcome. And uh, what you need to do is you need to be able to get into the habit of instead of reacting with the ego, you stop yourself. That's the first step in this kind of forgiveness. You have to kind of like watch yourself, and you go to react with the ego, and you need to be able to stop yourself. And that takes uh, practice, and it takes discipline, and it's not easy. That's what the workbook of the Course in Miracles is for is to, you know, kind of like uh, train your mind to get into the habit of thinking with the Holy Spirit instead of the ego. And that's what my books are all about. And uh, what you do is you need to stop yourself. And if you can do that, then you can go to the second step, which is just as important. And in the second step, uh, you're going to do what A Course in Miracles calls the holy instant. This is where you switch. Uh, this is where you switch in your mind to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has a totally different story about what's going on than the ego. The ego is going to make it real and tell you uh, they really did it, and you got to do something about it. And the Holy Spirit is saying the opposite. The Holy Spirit is saying, look, what you're seeing is not true. This is a projection that is coming from you. This is your dream. The dream is not being dreamed by somebody else. And you can forgive this person not because they really did it. You can forgive them because they haven't really done anything, because nothing has really happened, because it really is just a dream. And when you look at things that way, now you are not making it real in your mind. Now you are able to release it from your mind. Now you can be free of it. If it's real, you're stuck in it. But if it's not real, you can be free. And the fastest way to be free is to free your brothers and sisters through forgiveness. Because if it's true that there's really just one of us, then you're the one who is being forgiven. You're actually forgiving yourself. It just doesn't Mm -hmm. look that way. It looks like you're forgiving something that is outside of you. 
But that's not really true, and that's the kind of right-minded thinking that the second step leads to. It leads you to the thought system of the Holy Spirit instead of the thought system of the ego. So you stop thinking, Powerful. and then you go with the Holy Spirit, and that's the hard part. And then the third part is going to come gradually. Uh, the third step is what I would call uh, spiritual sight. And it's what A Course in Miracles would also call vision. And this is the kind of vision where you think about your brothers and sisters as not being these separate bodies or individual beings that they think they are, because you know better. Uh, you know what they really are. What they really are is this perfect immortal spirit that is not just a partial thing, that they are actually all of it, uh, exactly yes. the same as God. That's why I said the Holy Spirit thinks in terms of oneness. In wholeness. You mm. want to kind of like look past the body, not that you won't have normal relationships with bodies or have normal conversations. It's just that in the back of your mind, you know what they really are and where they really are. It's kind of like an Beautiful. attitude where you know that they are nothing less than God. And because of the way that the mind works, because there really is just one of us, your unconscious mind, uh, knowing this, will interpret anything that you think about another person to really be about you. Mm. So, uh, now, Gary... A important, yeah, uh, <laughs> law of the mind. I'm, in, Sorry, I'm interrupting ahead. you again. Um, we have a minute left. So I'm thinking what we'll do, uh, the process you're talking about, where can our listeners find this information? Is This is in your books. Sure. So okay. uh, just uh, one more sentence about that. The Course says, yes. as you see him, you will see yourself. And if you think of them as being that perfect oneness with God, that is how you come to experience yourself that way. So it, uh, it's really very simple and very true. As you see him, you will see yourself. And uh, these ideas in the process of forgiveness uh, can be found, especially in my books. And uh, I do a much more uh, detailed and deeper uh, kind of forgiveness in my workshops with people. And okay. the best way to uh, find out what's going on is to go to my website, which is simply uh, GaryRenard.com, G-A-R-Y-R-E-N-A-R-D.com, and you'll see links to uh, my books and my appearances Perfect. around the world and everything. Perfect. Well, Gary, this has been wonderful today. Uh, it goes by so fast, but thank you so much for being here. And we will all visit your website to see what is coming up. Uh, yeah, thanks again. And uh, to everybody, all of our listeners, thank you for being here. Uh, we'll see you next week. From our hearts to yours, namaste. namaste. Thank you for tuning in this week to Awakened Hearts. Please join your hosts, Rebecca and Boyd Campbell, again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until our next show, have an enlightened week.